listening? Are you 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 listening? This is Are You Listening with Noah Aaron. Hello and welcome to the Are You Listening podcast where we talk about the music industry and its vast history. Be sure to check out our Instagram at Are You Listening Pod or our blog located at nAaron1227.wixsite.com forward slash my site dash one. My guest this week is my baseball coach at here at Piedmont University, Coach Hayden Craig. Hayden, tell them a little about, bit about yourself. Well, first of all, man, I really like that intro song. That's uh, Thank you. I like that a lot. That's uh, original. I put that together myself. Did you really? Had a little bit of help from uh, Little Sisters in there, a couple of classmates uh, with the Are You Listening tag. So ha- had a little bit of help there. But that your uh, Brett Loftus at the end there? Yeah. yeah. Got to have him in there. Of course. Um, well, anyways, my name's Hayden Craig, um, originally from Michigan. I lived there uh, my entire life up until I moved down here to Georgia. Um, you know, sports have been a really big part of my life. Obviously, I'm still in the game in, in a certain sense, but um, sports uh, and, and music and, and movies are kind of the things that I enjoy that when I'm not doing sports, that's what I spend my time doing outside of golf, obviously. But um, pretty, uh, pretty normal, average person outside of those things, to be honest. Well, music's definitely involved in all of those things. Right. I mean, especially movies. I mean, music right. kind of makes movies. But then sports, I mean, obviously, you're my baseball coach. Right. Um, but music has a special place in sports for me. Um, we talked about it last week on the podcast with Carter mm-hmm. um, and just how how it has an effect on, on players really focusing up. Um, maybe w- w- if it's within a workout or um, maybe a pregame, just the effect that music has. Um, so def- definitely – First couple things you're mentioning right off the bat, music definitely has a big impact on. Right. Um, so what kind of music do you tend to listen to? I don't really dislike any any certain genre of music. I don't listen to death metal or screamo. Um, never really been a big fan of that. But uh, hip-hop and, and rap dominates my playlist. I listen to country very sparingly, but it's not... I mean, growing up on a dirt road up in Michigan, I would think that I would have liked country more than what I actually do but if it's on I'll listen to it but it's not something I'm dying to to put into my ears but um, I like house house remixes of certain songs Um, anything that kind of gives off good vibes is what I enjoy listening to because I think that um, I always disagree with my mom when she told me this when I was a kid right I wasn't allowed to listen to explicit music yeah and like 10, 11, 12, obviously, I'm not really scratching and clawing to listen to Busta Rhymes or 50 Cent. But when I got into middle school and my friends' taste in music starting to, started to evolve a little bit, my mom ran my iTunes account, and she had to approve every song that I downloaded. And I'm, I was mad at her because I couldn't download a song that made maybe a reference that was just a little bit off, and I never understood that. But she always said that what you listen to will affect how you think, and that will affect your actions. And I didn't understand that as a 12-year-old, but I think now that I've obviously matured and, and have a little bit of a broader scope on life, I think that what you listen to directly affects how you think. So really a lot of things that I listen to uh, 
are positive or have a beat that's uplifting. You know, I don't really, you know, going back to the whole country conversation, a lot of that is kind of sad music, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not something that uh, I enjoy too much, but not a whole lot that I dislike outside of screamo and, and death metal or whatever that is. Basically just, just an overall appreciation for, for quality music yeah. in yeah. itself. And I, I definitely agree with what you say um, about the way music affects yourself. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. I mean, no ma- depending on what I'm listening to, the mood definitely affects my mood and the way that I continue my day, basically. But one thing I do have an appreciation for with those those sad songs, or maybe the explicit content within rap, I think it kind of it kind of portrays the feeling and the story that those artists are trying to tell. And I think, I think that's one, one reason that it's important not to completely censor that kind of stuff out. I mean, it's obviously not, not the kind of thing you want to be listening to every day, but it, for some artists, I think it's a way for them to tell their story and to get their message across. Um, but I, I definitely agree. It's not something that I would be listening to every single day. Right. And I'm guilty of like, I mean, listen, I, when I put on hip hop and rap, I'm well aware of what's going to yeah. come out. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I like that intro song because that's a lot of the hip hop genre that I listen to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate J. Cole and Currency, um, kind of like the, not so much the heavy hitting beats, but the, the slower jazz with some bass in there. Like, that's the type of rap I appreciate. Obviously, if I'm working out, I'm going to listen to something a little bit more upbeat. But, um, I mean, back to being aware of what you're listening to, I think. You just got to know what you're putting into your ears. Yeah, right? definitely. So. Um, so going back to um, you were talk, talking about how your mom was um, kind of in control of your iTunes <laughs> playlist. Um, what what did they ha- your parents have you listening to growing up before you had an iTunes playlist? Well, I mean, I I dedicate a lot of my appreciation for music to my mom. So my earliest memories when it comes to music are. You know, she led the choir at our church. So yeah. every Sunday and on Wednesday, she would be in our dining room practicing on the piano, right? And and back then, I'd be like, Mom, again with the piano? Because she would just play and play, and she was a really good singer. But um, then we would go to church on Sundays, and, and I would get to witness her leading the choir and playing the piano in front of people. And I think that, um, you know, the hymns, and uh, that's really where it all started, you know, picking up melodies and... Um, you know, you could tie in religion and, you know, my love for God into that too. Like that's where I was drawn to first. But every morning before school, um, my mom was always listening to something, dancing, singing. And again, it's all, you know, 70s, 80s rock, good vibes. Um, You know, the first song I was able to download on my iPod was Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day, which um, when I got that iPad classic, which didn't have a color screen, but the sound was so good, it beat the heck out of the Walkman that I used to have. It was like the best day ever. Um, But, you know, my dad would listen to some rock and roll when he was out in his garage working on our car or whatever. Um, But a lot of my early music experience were, were from my mom, you know like I said, at church or playing her piano or just singing around the house. So Yeah, I definitely relate to that. My mom, she wasn't in the choir, Mm -hmm. but she has worked at the church. She's uh, been a pastoral assistant there. So for me, a little bit younger, Mm -hmm. for me it was on the radio. We always had, there was a station back home, J93.3. It was the the Christian um, 
radio radio station um, in my town in Noonan, Georgia, and that's pretty much what we listened to if my mom was driving. Mm-hmm. But if I was in the car with my dad, it was always um, 97.1 The River. It was that classic rock station. And mo- most of the people I've had on the podcast, it's there's been a heavy influence from their fathers, definitely with that classic rock. Um, I actually had my dad on. We talked about the difference um, between this, that kind of soft 70s rock, kind of hippie rock is what we called it, and then going into that hard rock into the 80s um, and how his generation, that's what they grew up on. And it's just how they kind of passed it down to us. Um, but what we haven't re- haven't really talked about a whole lot is the influence that our mothers have had, right. um, and definitely my my mom had that influence of that that Christian Christian genre, not necessarily hymns. Um, I mean, definitely some hymns, but I think for me it was a, it was a good mix of everything because because right. of because of how that Christian music genre evolved. Right. Do you appreciate that side of it? I definitely do. Um, I I mean I think it's a little different. It's not it's not the same industry as the the overall music industry. Um I don't know what's different about it. I mean, it's I don't know if it's production value that's actually put into it because there's so much money put into these other genres of music and they might may even be the same genre of music. It's just Christian rock or Christian pop or even Christian rap is something we see now. But I think the production value, because it has that Christian label on it, um, is definitely very different, and it's it's a kind of a kind of a, a weird part of the music industry in general. Right. You were talking about the message that artists try to get across, like Christian rap. I know, not huge into that, but I know Lecrae has been really successful making his uh, his music. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. Lecrae at all, right? So. Um, you know, I think uh, I still have some, not hymns, but Elvis Presley does a rendition of How Great Thou Art. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like my favorite uh, song from church ever. And we, I went to a church that was very old school, like there wasn't a rock band. Um, and like, I don't know why that hits home with me so much. But if that comes onto my shuffle, like there's no skipping that song. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it maybe once or twice and then go on about it. But um, I've got a couple of those in there. Definitely. Um a couple of hymns from Elvis. Uh, one of my favorites is Alan Jackson. Mm-hmm. His um, Old Rugged Cross rendition is definitely one of my favorites. I don't normally skip that. And then the the big Christian artist that my uh, mom got me into was Guy Penrod. I'm not familiar with him. He's he's just a just a, a classical Christian singer, basically. Um, kind of grew up gospel and singing hymns and everything mm-hmm. and. Christian women love him. He's got long hair and a golden voice. So, good for him. <laughs> I got a question, to... right? So we just talked about songs that we do not skip, mm-hmm. right? What uh, what makes songs so special to people that when it comes on, it's like, hey, everyone, be quiet, or you're not skipping that because what what can what makes that connection with us so deep? I'd I it's got to be personal preference, right? To me, at least, because. There are certain songs like that on my shuffle where say say I'm on aux and I'm playing music for a group of people and that song comes on and I'm like, everybody listen. And then everybody's listening to it and nobody likes it. Right. <laughs> Which is like, devastating. Yeah, it's horrible. Like I'll, the one that sticks out to me is B, I have, there's a B.O.B. song. 
Because that's, that's a guy that I grew up listening to, B.O.B. B.O.B., there's a couple songs, um, a couple Bruno Mars songs that'll come on, and everybody's just like, why, why are we listening to this right now? I don't know if it's a mood thing, like the setting, like a group setting with those kind of songs. Because um, I, I think I'm more along the lines of that good feeling, that kind of smooth beat mm-hmm. type of music that you were talking about earlier. And in a group setting, I don't think that's what most people want to be it listening to. Right? The message is not nearly as important as how it, no. how it sounds. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of hard to, to swallow when you feel so great about a song and everyone else is like, next. That hurts a little bit. Yeah. And it honestly, it, I've found myself getting upset with people. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're in a group setting like that, it seems like people don't care about the substance of music. They just care about whether it sounds hype mm-hmm. or not. Whether it sounds... Sounds like everything else that's popular at the time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think I align with you in that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you were talking about middle school and going into high school, how you got into some R&B and rap, yeah. uh, certain artists you remember listening to, um, and basically how you heard about them, how you started listening to them. I mean, obviously, uh, <clears throat> having older friends who... Uh, Lil Wayne was very predominant yeah. f- for us because that he was the best rapper alive when we were in middle school, and some would argue that he's still the best rapper alive. I'll leave that uh, to the listeners to debate. But um, really, it all started with, do you remember LimeWire or FrostWire, those softwares? They were not a thing for me, but I'm familiar with okay. LimeWire. It was, you know, it, we ruined probably three compu- computers in our house because of all the the viruses that we downloaded with the songs. But it was literally search an artist, and then there are 10 to 25 songs that we'll just download it and listen to, you know. And through those songs, you may find, because um, I don't, I'm trying to think of YouTube. YouTube was probably at the very beginning of its uh, life when I was in middle school. So it wasn't as predominant, but... Um, just finding um, artists and then people who did features on their songs and then searching them and just kind of going down that rabbit hole, you know, very similar to the YouTube rabbit hole you can go on now, right? Yeah. Like, um, but Lil Wayne and um, honestly, it was uh, just a white guy growing up in a very white community and there was something about the the message that from hip-hop and rap that I knew nothing about, but I don't know why it was very alluring to me to listen to. Yeah. You know, like, it was a very foreign lifestyle to me. I think that listening to the beats, number one, I really fell in love with how the beats sounded. You know, and I think when we talked about how you listen to music, I don't really listen to the, the lyrics first and foremost. To me, um, I think that the voice is just another instrument. And if the voice sounds good, then I think that the music will, will be popular and then the message is secondary, at least in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and that's probably a very superficial way of listening to music, but that's just how my brain is wired. I'm more interested in, in how, how it sounds versus what the meaning is at first. Um, but Lil Wayne, B.O.B., Kid Cudi, uh, Mac yeah. Miller is probably my favorite artist of all time. Um, rest in peace. But, um, again, I... Th- I can't really say that the message was super important to me as a 13, 14-year-old kid as much as um, how it sounded. You know, when yeah. I was able to drive, did the bass sound good in my car when I was yeah. had, had the windows down, right? Um, what about you? What, uh, 
what were some influential artists that you started listening to when you were late middle school, early high school? Um, I definitely think there's some overlap between the artists because I was definitely listening to Lil Wayne, um, Kid Cudi, Kanye, Mac Miller, those guys. I was listening to all of them. Um, but like, like you were saying, I guess YouTube was kind of just starting out for you, but that's kind of where we were really listening to stuff. Right. And I mean, we would listen to, we would obviously try and listen to new, new music and everything, but we were also going back to that con that old Kanye, mm -hmm. that older kid Cuddy that maybe would have been a handful of years before us, but it was still sticking around. You know, it wasn't the newest thing, but it was still really popular. And I think another thing that um, helped with those staying popular was certain remixes of them. Um, they would post like the music video, the original music video on YouTube, and we would watch those obviously but then someone would have a remix or someone would have an edit and we would be listening to those also um but i like what you said about the feel of the music because i think some artists they create music for that there's different artists that create i mean some they're like look at eminem eminem's a lyrical artist in my opinion but yeah. if you look at kid cuddy kid cuddy is a feel artist he's a of a vibe artist, I guess. He's not necessarily, he's not the best singer or rapper there is. He, I mean, if you listen to him in concert, like raw, just raw audio of him actually performing, he doesn't have the greatest voice, but the feel within his songs and just all the work that goes into his music is what makes his music so popular, to me at least. It's very interesting that you say that because I always felt like uh, I mean, I grew up an hour and 20 minutes from where Eminem grew up and never really, like, loved Eminem's music, mm -hmm. you know? I, again, going back to how I listened to music as a, a teenager, like, the sound was more important than the message. And Eminem had some song, songs, like Superman's obviously one of my favorite Eminem songs. Yeah. But Kid Cudi really struck a nerve with me early on because of just the vibe that it gave off. Yeah. Right? Easy to listen to. And I think Kanye's, Kanye's in that, that same boat. I mean, I know they kind of um, helped each other, uh, especially early on uh, with their music. And, but I think they have, they have a similar sound while also being very different from each other. Um, but they definitely have a, a similar listening experience, I guess, is a good way to put it. I don't know if this is too far off topic, but did you get a chance to watch that Kanye documentary? I haven't watched the Kanye one. I watched the Kid Cudi documentary. See, I watched the Kid Cudi one also. Yeah. Not yet Kanye, but what did you think about the Kid Cudi one? I liked it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I thought it was – I didn't really understand the impact that he had within the music industry, mm -hmm. just how widespread he was um, and how many – recording artists, recording studios, um, producers, um, beat makers, the, like how many people he's influenced and has had an impact on in his career, basically. The Kanye documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but my brain's spinning. I saw a clip of Pharrell in the studio when Kanye recorded Through the Wire, right? Broke yeah. his jaw through the wire, obviously, but... Now that I'm looking back at as to why I was so influenced by hip hop and rap, like I didn't, like I really liked Bapes, but I never had a pair of Bape shoes when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. But like, I think it's much deeper than just the music, but also 
how they dress. Now, I'm not saying like I had these baggy clothes and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but I really, I think a lot of what they talked about, um, no earrings in this guy, but um, I think that, uh, again, it just influenced how I thought about life. You know, obviously the, how it sounded and then their message, but um, music influences so much. And I know that TikTok is, today is how people push their music, but holy cow. I'm just like connecting two and two here yeah. in my own head. So sorry about. Well, that's one thing I don't necessarily like about um, some some of the artists that have become famous on TikTok is it just kind of seems gimmicky to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously, I mean, I can I can see now that, that just look looking at the way you're talking about it, the what the impact that those artists have had on you. Mm-hmm. And the thing that sticks out to me is I, I know a lot of people just think of them as artists that just that just put out music. They're just artists that are putting out new music here and there and that's why they're famous but to me I mean it's just it's almost a culture within itself they've created this culture this new new way of thinking through their music and then through clothing that they've released through um, now documentaries that they're releasing it's just there's communities of people that can come together over not just the music itself, but the message behind the music and the artists and what those artists are bringing to the table, basically. That's where I'm at. That is going to conclude part one of this episode with Hayden Craig. Be sure to tune in next week for part two. That's all we've got for you this week on Are You Listening? Be sure to check out our Instagram at Are You Listening Pod or our blog located at inaaron1227.wixsite.com forward slash my site dash one again that's in aaron one two two seven dot wixsite dot com forward slash my site dash one thank you for listening to are you listening with no aaron if you want to listen to some more episodes be sure to be looking out for each new episode which debuts every friday at 1 p.m